a little disclaimer before we get rolling here. You're about to hear some ads. They're all from local entities that want to support the baseball community. A lot of these guys have deep connections. We're players themselves. So if you see having a need for any one of these services, please go patronize these guys. Thank you. We are also brought to you by Hurwitz Enterprises. They can be reached at 217-544-4002. Get a hold of them for all your commercial real estate needs. They've been in the best in the business since 1978 around here. I'm talking Joe, I'm talking Mimi, I'm talking Mikey, all working there. This is an absolute baseball family. I love the Hurwitz family. Jake, the older brother, played at Illinois College. Henry played with me at Lincoln Lane Community College, one of my favorite all-time teammates. And Mikey, the youngest, was a stud at the U of I. Again, love this family. Go support them. Thanks, Hurwitz. We are also brought to you by Body Symmetry. Located at 2201 West White Oaks Drive, bodysymmetry.com. More specifically, Chad Marshick, the owner, head trainer. This guy is just amazing on so many levels. He is capable of training anyone from a child to a pro athlete to just your normal everyday person to the elderly. Um, and not only is he a trainer, but he is also adept with you know physical therapy, nutrition, Everything is going to be customized to you and what you need. There's a movement analysis when you first come in to address any deficiencies you have. It's all customized. You know, Chad is the most positive, happy guy I've ever been around. Uh, Body symmetry will get you right. I would, you know, put my my faith in Chad and his trainers any day. So go to bodysymmetry.com, get set up. Chad, we appreciate you. Thank you. We are also brought to you by Milner Dentistry, located at 755 South Grand Avenue West. They can be reached at 217-528-3384. Dr. Ty and his staff are incredible. The place is clean. They do amazing work. They can handle all your dentistry needs. Uh, Thanks again to Dr. Ty for agreeing to sponsor us here. He was a standout at Rochester SCI and then later had a really cool story of walking on at the U of I. Have a ton of respect for this guy. Please go support Dr. Ty and Milner Dentistry. Today's episode is brought to you by Jason Knadler and the Bank of Springfield. I will be the first to tell you that I am not the most literate person financially, but I do know people. And I know that the Bank of Springfield has invested in a lot of people that I know and trust. They have invested heavily in former local area athletes and baseball players. Off the top of my head, I can think of, you know, Jason Knadler, Justin Knadler, Eric Weaver, Tim Wallen, Greg Morantz, Frank Stefano, Murph Mathiot, Ryan Murphy. These are all guys that I know and trust and would have no problems putting my financial future in their hands. And so Bank of Springfield is always involving themselves in local charities and the community and talks about being a family. Um, so. If you're going to put your money somewhere, take it to Bank of Springfield. These are guys you can trust. We are also brought to you by Washco Strength and Speed, located at 3604 North Peoria Road. There's also a second location in Jacksonville. Jared can be reached at 217-899-3233. I do not think there is a better place to take your youth athlete specifically a baseball or softball player, than Washco Strength and Speed. Jared was an SHG grad. Um, he went to ISU. He pitched at SCI. He has a certified strength and conditioning specialist, which is the top certification you can get in the game. 
He is on it with his programming. He stays on new modalities and training methods. Um, he offers summer camps, team training, group training, arm care, velocity work. The proof is really in the pudding when it comes to Jared. All of his athletes get stronger. They get faster. They get more explosive. Um, they're, they're less injury prone. He's cranking out athletes to college. If you really care about your athlete and you want to invest in them, send them to Washco Strength and Speed. Everyone out there, I'm just going to go ahead and start rolling here. This is the Post Game Spread Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Helm. Today is an absolute special treat. I've got my buddy, my brother, um, man, a lot of things. Uh, Ryan O'Malley here with us today. Um, just to take you through a little bit of Ryan's background before we get going on his journey, a 98 SHG grad, uh, Springfield Hart Griffin in Springfield, Illinois, where he started in baseball and football, a 2000 graduate of Lincoln Land Community College, where he was a national champion. Um, was the career leader in hits, doubles, and RBIs, was an All-American, uh, and a 2010 Hall of Fame inductee to the Lincoln Land Hall of Fame. Played baseball at the University of Memphis for the Tigers, an undrafted free agent signee of the Cubs. 2002, we had a very short, magical stint in the show. We spent some time with the Sox. We spent time as a coach in the Rangers organization, in the Angels organization. And even though you only had a short stint in the show, Oh, you are Hall of Fame in the looks department, a certified man dime. Everyone knows it. What's up, buddy? How are we doing? What's going on, man? <laughs> Good to be here, Blake. I appreciate the the warm welcome there, for sure. <laughs> Had to do it there at the end to you, man. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. I think I've read every O'Malley article there is out there. I've spoken to seven different people from your past. Your dad, Chief Master Sergeant Larry O'Malley. Alan Dunn, your longtime pitching coach, uh, Ron Riggle, Bull, your pitching coach from Lincoln Land, Jason Knaler, your longtime friend and teammate on the 2000 team, also a six-round pick of the Tigers, Larry Owens, your pitching coach at uh, University of Memphis, and Coach Woj from SHG, last but not least, Chad Marshick, your buddy, your trainer, your roommate at one point, <laughs> man, um, and I actually know you personally as well, we are friends, um, you know, back in the day, you used to let me run around with you and J.U. and J.A., and I always thought of you as a a friend, a mentor, like an older brother type, and, you know, nothing but gratitude, gratitude towards you. And uh, I feel more than prepared to uh, facilitate you and tee it up for you, for you to take us on your baseball journey here. Dude, I've done so much research. It's crazy. Um, so let's just take it through your life in baseball. Let's take them on a journey. Um to start it out, I want to sprinkle a little magic, a little um, Larry O'Malley magic on this, okay, before we yeah. get going. So we all know where we're going to end up in this story, and it's going to be magical, but we're going to take you through the early parts of the career as well. But we're going to start off with a Larry O'Malley uh, soundbite. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, buddy. Yeah. You know, uh, when he was, uh, I'm going to say, 10-year-old, my mom and his grandmother at the time uh, took him on a bus trip with a group of people. Uh, my mom, we, we, I grew up in Nokomis, and mom was still in Nokomis, was in Nokomis, where she took Ryan. And uh, that day, he told mom that he wanted to pitch in Wrigley. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And he did it. Uh, and he did it. He did it. So, all right, oh. Starting off with a little magic. 
we know we're gonna get there. Yeah, I think I'm already. Dang, dang, dude. All right, I started you off hot, didn't I? You didn't need to do that to me. I'm sorry, man. I wanted everyone to know where we were gonna end up and what a what what a special career you've had here. I'll give you a second to compose yourself here. Um, it's gotta be the onions in the in the house. So, uh, <laughs> oh, but brother. man, I, I had such an amazing conversation with your dad. And first off, nothing but respect for him and his military career. I was. Um, I was in the Air Force myself, and he was a Chief Master Sergeant, long career. So thank you for your service, Mr. O'Malley. Uh, I'd love to start at the beginning, man, like your early life in baseball, um, when you fell in love with it. Your dad spoke about growing up in Athens. You had a, a baseball field in your backyard, and you had this chain link fence that you wore out because you just couldn't yeah. get enough, man. You wore the links out. So you know, maybe could you tell us a little bit about mom and dad, about your siblings and what it was like, you know, growing up in the O'Malley family? Well, I mean, um, it's cheesy to say, but it's definitely where it all started. Um, my mom and dad, mean you know, the world to me, the work ethic that they instilled in us and uh, what they provided for us, even when we didn't have anything. Um, it, it, not Athens, it was Cantrell. My man, I got to correct you. My bad. It was oh, actually... <laughs> It wasn't even quite to Athens. It was Cantrell. So the small town in between <laughs> yeah. uh, Springfield and Athens, it was Cantrell. And we lived in a, a this small neighborhood. It was Green Acres. Okay. Uh, it just brings back tons of memories when we were just kids running around, like, come in when the, the, the street lights are on. I mean, those were the days that I lived in Green Acres. We would, was blessed to have a bunch of buddies in the neighborhood that we get the just run around and be kids. And that was no question that I had uh, a perfect backyard that my dad provided for it. Like he would, we had spotlights tied to the, the antenna wow. when we had tennis, we had spotlights. So we had night games. Really? He, he wow. made chain league fences for like a backstop. He yeah. put bases, you know, bases in. Is it true you wore those chain links out? Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you like those uh, those orange fins, like the orange fencing for like uh, to like block off certain like a temporary fence is what it was. It yeah. wasn't necessarily chain link fence. It was like the orange plastic fencing, and I would I would hit through those, and he would have to rewrap it every period, you know, periodically <laughs> to 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 keep it up. But but yeah, it's a true story, man. We so we had like you know back to the old sandlock days. Oh, where we just didn't yeah. play baseball, we played, we played soccer, we played football, we mm -hmm. you know we did it all, we did it all back there. So that's definitely where it started. Yeah, can you, can you tell us a little about about mom and dad? Oh man, uh, they mean the world to me. Yeah. Uh, dang, dang, Blake, you got me going this morning. Uh, <laughs> this is what it's all that? about, man. Yeah. Story. Uh, you know, like I said, their drive and work ethic. Uh, second to none yeah what they provided my sister and i um uh, was awesome and uh we didn't know that the one thing i'll say like we didn't know like so my mom was probably the the better athlete of really? you, you talk about my parents my mom was super competitive played softball neither one of them went to college neither, neither one of them um, you know played college sports but uh they both played high school sports. And my mom was very competitive, a really good shortstop in, in her softball days. Uh, you know, obviously my dad played. Um, and so I probably both both have the background. But but neither one of them went to college. So we didn't really know what 
we were getting into with you know with a, a talent that I was blessed with. Like yeah. we didn't know like what what travel ball looks like. We didn't know what right. beyond high school looked like. Um, and so we just kind of were figuring it out. And they did their best. They honestly um, did pretty well, buddy. Yeah, man. Like I said, we started out in, in Cantrell and went to to Athens, and mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to steal your 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 um, your transition here on how you know if we're going to talk about Athens or whatnot. Pick but, it any uh, direction you want, buddy. Yeah, I mean, uh, Athens was. I had probably some of my closest friends I met at, at Cantrell and Athens mm-hmm. that I still keep in touch today, um, and I, I think. Where Athens is today, and, and, and you know, twenty, you know, um, twenty three is not what it was, you know, in the in the early nineties. Um, it, it's definitely grown out the, in that area, but it yeah. wasn't. It, it was pretty. It was a. It was really small, and so you know, obviously started in rec league out there. But I think my mom and dad saw that um, I was going to maybe be capped there. Yeah, um, and so that's why we chose to go to SHG. Really? But so were you were you Athens and Cantrell all the way up then until SHG? All the way through eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, we had um, you know just to spend a little time there. You know, a, a coach named Fred Lampke was my junior high coach. I still still a, a great dude that I, I periodically um, keep in touch with. But yeah. man, we won we won some regional championships. We went to state in basketball. Um, we had a really good talented class that, okay. that, that, um, we had some great baseball days and basketball days there at Athens and it was tough to leave that group. It really was tough to leave. Yeah. You don't but, want to leave um, your friends, right? No. And, and shoot, man, we were winning. We had right. a good team. We were playing yeah. Pleasant. I'll never forget. We were playing like Pleasant Plains. I know you had Dusty Bents go on. Yeah. And I listened to your podcast. Oh, and cool, man. It brought back some memories against the Plains guys. Cause that's who we played. It was Greer and. And uh, Chip Wagner and Kyle Wagner. Schultz. Oh yeah, were two two good good baseball players. Uh, so your your teammates at Lincoln Lane, right? With uh, Chip, yeah, and we were we were all teammates uh, in our in our travel ball with the 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 Sun. Um, cool. So you know that. So yeah, it was tough to leave, but you know, bringing it back to your original question, my parents um, they made the commitment. The sacrifice, the financial sacrifice to, to take us into Sacred Heart Griffin, yeah. and wow. it was a it was a great it was a great move. But um, um, you know that was all due to my parents because you know so, was it know becoming? Was a, would you think it was becoming pretty apparent to them that you were probably a special athlete, and maybe needed a little higher level of competition? Is that where? Yes. It. it I mean, I don't know. I, I don't like to to say that I'm I'm, I'm better it. than the next, but um, you could just tell that. Um, when we was we played at, at Fairview as well, and I know you you talked about the Fairview in the Southwest days on on some of the earlier podcasts, yeah. and yeah. I, I was right in the middle of that because I was a Fairview kid. You were a Fairview guy. I was a Fairview kid. Uh, Primo design all the way. Man. Primo uh, North End baby. Yeah, so <laughs> I was uh, I was a Fairview guy, and okay. um, you know, and so you know just when I started to see some of the talent there in Springfield, you could tell like, all right, you know, uh, when I was having some success in that level, uh-huh. you know, with some of the Springfield kids, it was like, all right, man, there, there, there's more to this and there's a bigger picture. Um, and so we just, we just, we wanted to seek that and those opportunities. That's really special of your parents to recognize that. And, you know, like you said, make the financial commitment to see how far you could take your career. That's, I think that's pretty special. 
Yeah, no question. Like, like and, you said, you have special parents, and that's a special thing. Yeah. Parents, parents do that kind of sacrifice. So, so you were 100%. you were Fairview, Fairview and Little League, Fairview Little League, Fairview. Yeah, and it was it was kind of you know all the way through you know the, what was it uh, minor leagues and then the major leagues mm-hmm. and then Sandy Koufax. Yeah, uh, you know those, those three tiers. And were you playing red ball or was this travel ball at this time? No, that that was that was all Fairview, uh, and then we started to hear kind of like. The the Springfield Flame, like Springfield out of Southwest, yeah, man. Like we were like, holy, yeah, oh man, and like Jeff Cox and uh, Tyler Shelton and Adam Feld and I was and Brad Sabota. You're like, Name dude, names, buddy, yeah, Brad Sabota. Like, I mean, these, these were the these were the guys, and, uh, and I remember they played. They came over and played in the, the like it was the the. You know, to go to the Sandy Koufax World Series, and they came over and were like, "Whoa, these guys are real, the real deal." And so, uh, just something that I was like, "Man, I want to be, I want to be like on that team yeah. someday." And so, um, you know, they were obviously a year older than us; they were the, the class ahead of us. And so, yeah. it was like, "All right, what's what's the next class?" Because they kept the flame going, then it went to the Thunder. Yeah. Um, oh man, I love, I'm loving that you're talking about these old travel teams, man. This is yeah, crazy. yeah. And so uh, thunder. Um, so yeah, then, then that's kind of when it started. I got I got invited to to. Uh, it wasn't the flame because so we, they 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 started the the next class below the the flame was and it created the sun. Okay. The Springfield Sun, and so uh, Otha Davis. I don't know if you know the Otha, name Otha, Otha Davis. An absolute baseball icon. Legend. Yeah. Yes. Uh, There's some names from that team. Can you? you uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, you got Brad Wiedekamp out of Rochester. You got Chip (laughs) Wagner out of Plains. Um, This Preston Larison, he actually got drafted by the Tigers. He was a small town, a big pitcher uh, that we ended up picking up. Josh Komnick out of Lincoln. Like, you talk about a – I mean, he's kind of known for his basketball days, but, dude, that guy could pitch and he could play some baseball. Yeah. Uh, uh, Augie Casson out of Williamsville. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I know I'm going to miss some, and I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to be mad about. Uh, um, I'm I'm thinking of one. Oh man, it's okay, man. This is like anyway, thirty years anyway. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can we can always circle back, and I'm sure. In oh, more, oh, more oh Ra- Randy Wright. You kidding oh. me, Randy Wright? I mean, you want to talk about, about a baseball legend. player that that didn't play baseball behind high school, but yeah. competing against that guy in high school, um, dude, that guy was an amazing baseball player. He was on that team. Everyone has talked. To, everyone I've ever known that has mentioned Randy Rice has said that's the best athlete they've ever seen. And I would agree, and man, his love for basketball, and he definitely could play some basketball. But yeah. I guarantee you, man, if he that guy. Had chosen played baseball. Base. Oof. Yeah, could have it done was it, it yeah. was it was special to watch. I think he sure. went on. I think he went on to play at ISU some basketball there. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, just um, amazing. Yeah, I mean, Scott both, Metz. There's a Scott Metz out of Chatham. Was a okay. great player, shortstop pitcher. Um, but but yeah, I mean Otha Davis. He okay. he was our first coach and just a great. It was a great leader, and okay. uh, so yeah, that, that was my first. And that was all through kind of like the high school. That was like freshman, sophomore, junior year. And and Otho, if, if you, correct me if I'm wrong, but he didn't have a kid on the team. He was just play, coaching because no, he loved the yeah. game, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
100%. You, have to, you have to respect that, man. What, what a, what, yeah, nothing but respect yeah. to Oath out there. Um, no, nah. oh, can you remember an age or like a time when you felt like you fell in love with baseball and you were like, all right, this is going to be my path? I know it, I feel it, you know, like some people it happens at a young age, some later. I so what what I, I love to play other sports. Uh, I love to play soccer. Spot soccer was probably my my first love. Multiple people have said you're an amazing soccer player. I I, I played on a travel. I pl- I probably played travel soccer before I played travel baseball mm-hmm. uh, with the Magic, um, um, with like Peter Christopher Lockis and. And and that group of and I mean and Peter's like one of all time in Springfield, and so I I love soccer, um, but when it came baseball season, man, I love baseball, and that's what yeah. I love about kids. It's like man, whatever season they're in, they they right. just love that sport. When you ask yeah. them like what's their favorite, and that 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 was me between those two sports, right? Um, but I just knew there was something about baseball that that I loved more about soccer than than, than soccer, especially as the older I got. Um, yeah, I um, I it just felt like baseball was definitely going to be my passion. So um, I'm trying to put a, a year on it, man. I really can't. I, I would have to say probably probably that junior high age where, like I said, that eight we had a bunch of fun at Athens uh, with that team and. I had a great coach in Fred Lampke and, and started to turn more towards baseball and soccer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's um, – okay. So – and but, but then eventually you ended up dropping soccer when you got to high school, right? Yeah. Then, well, I do. I mean, you kidding me? When you take – when you go to Sacred Heart Griffin, I mean, yeah. you think about one thing, uh, and, it's, and it's football. football. Yeah. And so I definitely wanted – I never played JFL. I never played flag football. So yeah. I was like, man, I, I'm i going to start this as a freshman. Um, and I went right for it. And it was kind of a slow – I didn't play much as a freshman. Actually, it was a kicker for my soccer days. I kicked really? and punt. Yeah, I was a, I kicked and punt for the team. And, and then towards my sophomore year, I got into to, to more uh, – got to play some more. Uh, but then, it, yeah, that, that progressed too. But, man, I, again, it's just the what Sacred Heart Griffin provided as, you know, the Friday night lights. And yeah. everyone loved Sacred Heart Griffin football, and I wanted to be a part of that. And Absolutely. And so I chose – yeah, I chose football and baseball. did. And uh, for those of you who don't know, like I said, I did a very deep dive on Rhino here. I think we are 23rd all-time – in receiving yards at SHG, and we are 21st all time for a single season uh, receiving yards at SHG. And this was a, so just so everyone has context. This was before the offenses were really spread open. Like this was back in the day when it was three yards in a cloud of dust for many teams. Who was your quarterback at SHG? I mean, it was Derek Leonard too, Derek, man. I, I tell you what, I always, I always like look back. I'm like, man, if we had that <laughs> offense with Derek, because he took that offense to, uh, I see, oh, man, I see, dude, and he crushed it. If we he would, if we would have done that in high school, because we had, like I said, Brad Sabota, we had yeah. Jason Best, like we had some, some, some guys that could go get it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so you're right, man. It was before that. Yeah. All right, before we move on to high school, we kind of dipped in there a little bit. I'm going to – I got a few more uh, Chief Master Sergeant Larry O'Malley quotes. I'm not going to try to try to get you to – get you up yeah. there, buddy. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, 
I'm going to save some of the quotes for later because they're about your debut, but he has some really nice ones in here. And he just said, I'll, I'll, I'll rattle off some of them. Some of them are going to be paraphrased, but you know, he said, uh, I'm really proud of his baseball accomplishments, accomplishments, uh, him as a father and him as a supporter of his family. And I thought that was, you know, special to hear. He said, Ryan had the baseball drive. He couldn't get enough of it. Um, and they talked about, he went into the baseball diamond in your backyard and fixing the fences and, he said he wore out the backstop wires, hitting and throwing. Again, couldn't get enough of it. And he had a funny story that um, relates to a Selinger. Um, I'm not sure which teammate this would have been of yours, um, but um, he said one of your teammates said, we couldn't wait to get out of practice in high school so we could go get a 12-pack. But Ryan just wanted to go and hit more. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, – he got to shake Nolan Ryan's hand. He said that was a thrill of, of a lifetime, and that was because of you and being a coach in the, in the Rangers organization. Um, he said he's been all over the country following him, playing baseball, and, you know, he's, he's very fortunate of that. It was a, an amazing conversation with your dad there. All right, man. Yeah, no question. They're, they're, uh, yeah. they're my biggest fans. Yeah. Always have been. Yeah. Like, I, 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 there's no question I couldn't have done it. Um, Especially minor league baseball, dude. It's it's a grind. Minor league yeah. baseball is a grind. You make no money, yeah. um, especially and, as an undrafted free agent. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and there's and there's there's uh, the ups and downs of performances, and and they were always there. Um, they would come see me. So yeah. yeah, no no question. Biggest fan. All right, cool man. All right, next I'm gonna I'm gonna start off kind of our our high school. Are you good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start off our uh, high school portion. We're kind of into our, our part two of where I, where I think we're going. Talk to Coach Woj. Can you pronounce his name, his last name for me so I get it right? We just call him Coach Woj. Oh, Coach Woj? Okay. Coach Woj, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to try it. So, <laughs> Wojcicki, I believe it is. Yeah, I, think, I think that's right, but I, I don't want to butcher it either. But, he man, he he was amazing too, very, very kind and warm. Um I'm going to rattle off a couple quotes here for you just to like maybe get um, some of the juices flowing, thinking about high school a little bit. Um, let's see. Coach Woj, number one. Rhino was such a great athlete. He had such a sweet swing, smooth and long through the zone. And we'll get into that later, but people do forget how accomplished you were as a hitter too. And that, you know, you, you took it a long way as a hitter as well. He always had such a great attitude, very upbeat, smiling, happy, enjoyed what he was doing. Um, his parents were extremely supportive of him and me, and they never involved themselves um, like some parents do, and he really appreciated that. Ryan was a coach's dream. Man, it's getting thick. Uh, a really smart player who knew the game. He knew the nuances of the game more so than other high school players. Uh, very low-key, low-maintenance, but always in the game. Uh, it was easy to take for granted how much he did well. He made everything look so easy. He was so consistent. He never had high highs or low lows. Uh, he was always even keeled. And he called you a top three local high school player that he's ever coached or saw with Jason Worth being number one. So that's where we're going to be at. Starting off with Coach Woj. So like I said, uh, Rhino here uh, played ball at Sacred Heart Griffin in Springfield, Illinois, and football. Um, yeah, you want how was high school baseball for you, bud? Let's just start chatting about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'd even take it uh, my early days of, you know, Coach Coach Woe was the varsity coach, you know, so that wasn't until – well, I, I actually got to, to, to dress a little bit my freshman year, got to play the varsity as a sophomore, 
but man, my, my freshman year was was very impactful with a with a coach Jim McMahon. Uh, he was a he was actually a foot, uh, one of my football coaches too. He's, the, he's my fellow firefighter. Oh, that's right, that's right, uh, Jimbo, uh, coach. Dude, he 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 is was an awesome baseball coach. His passion for baseball. It, it, you'd have to ask him. I, I bet he would say it was equal to or more than than football. I had no uh, idea. I can't wait to ask him. Yeah, and so Jim McMahon was. A, it, we had a great freshman team and, and just loved playing. Um, and then, and then, and then, like I said, I got to dress a little bit as a as a freshman, as a as a varsity. Did, didn't have much success, um, but then got to start as a sophomore. Okay, and and had a I don't remember the numbers, um, but had a decent sophomore year, decent so, uh, junior year, and then honestly, my senior year was underwhelming really? for myself. Yeah. I, I look back all the time. I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself okay. to to try to do too much. Uh, at, least, at least for me, I just I. I it's easy to it do. Was, yeah, it was it was underwhelming, um, but nonetheless, I'm playing baseball. Got a gr- great group of guys, and, and we were you know getting after it. Uh, but I just felt like my my senior year was put a lot of pressure on myself to be big, probably do too much, yeah. and. Um, put those expectations on myself. And so really the early days of SHG baseball, uh, I have a lot better memories and really felt like, really? man, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you were before, you were like right before the era where everything was online stat wise. And like, as hard as I dug, yeah. I could not find stats. I, I contacted SHG yeah. athletic department. There's no records or anything like that. So we're just going to have to take your word on some things here, but, um, were you being recruited junior senior year? How did that how did that go for you? Um, yeah, I mean, again, like oh, Lincoln Land uh, was just a staple in the community. Uh, oh, absolutely, Coach Krasick was and 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 Bull were always out uh, supporting you know the Central State Eight games and uh, yeah. but just like any other uh, high school, you know, you, you think you're you you want to go division one absolutely you you want the you you want that just more more for probably a a status than than anything 100 yeah and um so i was recruited by indiana state um i was recruited by southern illinois uh, dan calhoun which i think a lot of that guy man absolutely rest Um, in peace absolutely and gene calhoun's dad was a big a big supporter um so those two guys, I, I would have loved to, you know, went to play for them. Uh, it, it didn't work out. and um, Why didn't it work and so, um, I, Again, you know, you think you need some type of a scholarship and you need uh, – yeah. and, and there wasn't a ton there, but it was like um, – and, and, and really, I, I'm, I'm, I look back, I'm super blessed that I ended up to, to, um, going to Lincoln Land. Absolutely. And it's – those 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 two years at Lincoln Land um, were iconic. And my freshman year yes, was 100. I would say just as good when it comes to a, a successful team. And we didn't make it as far, but man, I I think if we would have made it through uh, one, one more round, uh, we could have had back to back national championships. I mean, we we wow. were that good uh, with with that group uh, uh, as a freshman. Um, but yeah, I, I did, didn't get, I really wanted to go to University of Illinois. Like that was my, that was my dream. Did they show I wanted interest? to go? To, no, no. Yeah. 
No. Uh, didn't, didn't hardly get recruited at all by them. Uh, and th- this was kind of, you know, we don't need to spend much time on it, but, but it was kind of, again, my mom and dad didn't play college sports. They didn't go to college. This is all uh, foreign then, the whole process, all that, right? We didn't We didn't really know what to do. Yeah. Uh, we, they did their best kind of ask around, but, you know, this is before social media. This is before kind of like, you know, what do we do? How do we do this? And, you yeah. know, looking back, probably would have done some things differently. But like I said, I, I wouldn't change a damn thing uh, yeah, about going to, to, to Lincoln Land Community College. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, and it, just like a, a totally different way to be recruited. And like, you know, back in your day, I mean, I'm not that much younger than you, or uh, much younger than you. Like, there, there was no YouTube or Instagram or all these things that, you know, you could send these videos to coaches to all these perfect games and you know, you could get all these metrics on your on your fastball, on your sixty, on your exit velocity, all these things. Totally different, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't even know. You would have liked to think uh, I was like, man, they'll find good talent, and we had some great talent in in the Central State Eight. There's, I mean, shoot, Jason Worth was a year before, yeah, uh, and he had all the scouts, all the scouts out out yeah. after us. But it probably was. It, it, looking back, it was the major league scouts. It wasn't like necessarily college scouts, you know, as much. So, um, anyway, you know, n- n- nothing to, uh, you know, no regrets at all by you know the path yeah. that I that I chose, and uh, yeah. I'm super thankful for the opportunity. Yeah. So eventually, you ended up choosing to go to Lincoln Land and become a member of the Loggers. Yeah. And uh, playing for the the, the famous Claude Krasik. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe they won a national championship in 94 or first or second. Is that right? I, I think it was 94. Okay. Yeah. 94. And all right, man, I, before we like go into more Lincoln land stuff, I've got, I tell me if I remember this, right. It's a funny story. I think I remember you telling me, do you remember the old Lincoln land logger logo? Oh yeah. The kneeling logger. Yeah. Yeah. That the ax and the whole works. Yes. Do you remember telling me, that for a time you thought it was Claude Krasik. Oh, I mean, <laughs> we, it, we, we should absolutely think that it was. Why, why would we not? Why would we not? For all of you that don't know, Claude Krasik was the longtime skipper, manager, athletic director at Lincoln Land Community College. You know, loved that program, bled Lincoln Land, you know, red and blue. And the logger is just like this kneeling logger with the axe does bear a resemblance. I don't think it's him, but it would be <laughs> hilarious if he didn't make it in his likeness. Totally. <laughs> totally. Great. Yeah. So, I mean, what was it like playing for Claude? I, uh, I think I remember you and J.A. and J.U. talking about marathon practices and, you know, it was, it was, it was a serious program. He was there to win. No, a hundred percent. And it all goes back to leadership. Um, he, he was a great baseball guy. He's a great man. He's a great coach, a great leader. He had some, he had a, there was a ton of success before, like you said, they won it in 94, but there were some great teams. Yeah. Um, you know, even before us, uh, that, that I think that kind of paved the way for, you know, for the, the talent that in the central state A or even the, the surrounding communities to have a, have a baseball program like that yeah. to stay at home and, Right. Man, it was it was an awesome experience, and this was before like you know weight training and re- really at all that taken off. It was it was Coach Krasik. We had you know the early practices where 
he would set up these obstacle courses and we would do jumping jacks and push-ups and sit-ups. And, and this was kind of all before like the weight training really took off. And yeah. he was kind of like cutting edge in his own way of just old school, like I said, push-ups, sit-ups, squats, right. jumping jacks. And, and he just set the, the tone of those early before school practices. Um, but even before that, I remember going to – Lincoln Land community camps as a, I mean, as a Me kid, too. as Me too. as a junior, like as a, a, a little guy yeah. um, and going there and seeing these Springfield rifles guys leaving oh, yeah. the camps. And I'm Looking like, up man, to these them. guys, and cool. these guys were coming from LSU and they were coming from these big programs. I'm like, these guys are amazing. And it was some great camps. Yeah. Um, and I think he just did a great job of, of, of building that, that program there that made it for guys like myself and you and, you know, the yeah. Canadlers yeah. and, and we some, didn't have to some really, some really good baseball talent yeah. to stay right there and, and exactly. have a ton of success. Isn't that special that, that, that there was this program. You didn't have to leave. You could go to this amazing program, get exposure, get drafted or go to another program after that. You go D one like yourself and eventually pro and just, yeah, it's amazing. And like, I, I look back on that roster that you guys had and, you know, for, for a junior college team to have on your national championship team, you had five guys that went on to play pro ball, two guys that made it to the show. I mean, that's that's a big deal for a college team. That's a big deal for a Division One team, you know? Yeah. yeah. You guys were no, absolutely yeah. special team. Yeah. So we're, special team. we're the length of the uh, longer practices under Claude as, as long as you as, – as I remember you guys talking about. Oh, that, yeah, absolutely. And, and he, he was like <laughs> like the old school thinking of like if we weren't – you know, if we weren't practicing like he wanted, he would just continue it. Like, it was not like <laughs> the start time, yeah. the end time. It was yeah. like, hey, man, we'll stay here. We'll, we'll run, run wind sprints. We'll run poles. Yeah. Um, and this is before NCAA time regulations on coaches or anything. Yeah. It, was, it was just, you know, whatever he felt like doing, right? Whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> it was – but it was great. I mean, I look back. Like, he was – he was – he could have easily been – a Division One baseball coach. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he ran 100%. some great practices. Very organized. Very, very well done. A great teacher. Uh, I take my hat off to that guy big time. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm looking here at your stats from the '99 season. Um, man, getting it done. Uh, didn't pitch as much as I would have thought. No. Yeah. So, but but from the, from an offensive side, hitting 370. You know, t- about 200 at-bats, uh, 78 hits, 21 doubles. Uh, Jason Canadler called you a doubles machine when I talked to him. Uh, four triples, eight bombs, 55 RBIs, 621 slugging. I mean, getting it done. As a pitcher, 9.95 ERA. <laughs> <laughs> One and two, 12 innings pitched. So, were you – were you not as much into being a pitcher? Did did Krasik not see you as a pitcher? Or, I mean, what was going on there? Obviously, getting it done on the offensive side. Yeah, no, I mean, even in high school, uh, I, I know you could, could – I, I didn't pinch a ton in high really? school. Uh, I, I did. And, and, and I'm sure Jason's player. got some great stories that he's going to tell about me pitching against him in, in, the, in the Central State 8 tournament that he stole home. I know he's going to bring this up. <laughs> Yes, that's um, the story you told. I know he will. He, he still <laughs> tells me about that. So um, with the chicken dance. Oh yeah, and it, and so so I, I didn't I didn't pitch a lot in 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 high school, and and so therefore I didn't go to to college, you know, looking to pitch a lot either. Really? And 
No, I, I don't really. I, what'd you say? Twelve innings. Twelve innings. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And those th- those were coming out of center field, like and late in the game. Yeah. Um, just to 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 throw strikes and and be a lefty. Uh, those yeah. were all out of relief, really coming in right out of center field. Wow. It was never of like warming up in the bullpen, coming in. Yeah. And um, what happened there was um, John Freeman. Was a pitcher that went to Cigarette Griffin. That was a pitcher, left-handed, just I mean, just crafty lefty. I mean, you talk about like Tom Glavin. He, this guy, John Freeman, was he had some great numbers at, at Griffin and went to Lincoln Land and had a great freshman year. And he hurt his back. I forget how he hurt his back, but he hurt his back either at the end of the season or in the off season, and. And Coach Crazy came to me. He's like, Ryan, I, I'm going to need you to pitch next year. And I'm like, dude, what, whatever, of course. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll do it. Um, and so that that's kind of how it really wow. took more of a focus of, yeah. uh, of like, all right, there's going to be a little bit more pitching than than just yeah. coming in from the, out, the outfield. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to hear how that goes because trying to manage being, you know, kind of a full-time pitcher, which the next year you were, I'm looking at these stats, you were – clearly their number two starter and also, you know, leading the offense as well. That's, uh, that's tough to manage. It's like, it's like being a two players in, in, in one, essentially. Um, hey, so after that, that first year, very strong offensively, are you, are, did you get invited to play for the rifles or what was, what was that? Yeah, like? yeah. 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 I played for the rifles, which was a great experience because that, that was, that was kind of the first, like, all right, man, now you're playing against these Division One guys. Yeah. I mean, it's some serious baseball. Yeah. And, uh, you know, can I hold my own? Where do I fit in this mix? Sure. That was kind of the first first feel to that. And, then, man, there were some ups and downs, man. It was a long summer. Yeah. First first taste of playing, like kind of playing every day, wood bats. I had the exact same experience my first year with the Rifles. For those of you who don't know, the Springfield Rifles were in the old Central Illinois Collegiate League, one of the five leagues sponsored by Major League Baseball. They used to be one of the better leagues, one of the better collegiate summer leagues. And if you had the opportunity to play in the CICL, you absolutely had a chance to be a professional baseball player. Sorry to cut you off there, Ryan. Just wanted to provide yeah. a little context. But, yeah, it's, it's really fun. It feels like professional baseball in, in, in a way. It T- totally does. And, it, it, you know, looking back after getting to play in the minor leagues, it was definitely like – the first glimpse of what that felt like and yeah. a great preparation into that. No question about it. And it was, uh, it was, a th- th- those were some, some, you know, some great summers, Both I played both. Actually I played three years, all three, three years. years. Yeah. Wow. Um, and just looking back, like some great teammates, some guys coming in from out of state. So just some great memories of, Hey, we're back. There we go. We're back, buddy. All right. <laughs> Little technical difficulties. Yeah. I'm doing my best here. Can we? No, nah, it's good. It? Let's, let's make sure we mute it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. We're back to it. All right, guys. We had a little technical difficulty here. I'm doing my best. I'm not a uh, trained, um, you know, in- sound engineer or anything like that. All right. So we we're, we're, we played three, three years for the rifles here. I think we're kind of getting to essentially a place where we can start talking about that magical 2000 national championship team. Are you ready to take us there? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go, man. First, let me rattle off the stats because wild year. Let me talk about the pros first. Uh, Scotty Blackwell, yourself, 
uh, Justin Knaler, who played in the show for a couple cups of coffee, Jason Knaler, Frank Stefano, all played professional baseball for this team. Um, I'm looking at a 391 average here for you, bud. 235 at bats, 75 runs scored, 92 hits, 31 doubles, four triples, 12 bombs, 82 RBIs, 711 slugging, 450 on base. Um, and then we actually, and then we really got it done pitching too. It looks like you were the number two. You went nine and three with a 3.69 ERA, 90 innings, impressive stats all the way through, man. Let's, let's talk about this team, man. What, what, what a special, special experience. Shoot, man, uh, that's just a great – that's a great memory that I'll, I'll never forget. That, that it, was, it goes back to what I was just saying with Coach Krasick and what he provided um, the, the team to be uh, – the, the group. but it comes down to the group of guys, man. Yeah. Just the – when you when I talk – when I reflect back over the years on, like, what, what made a good team a good team and a, even a talented team, like uh, – Un, unsuccessful team it, it comes down to camaraderie yeah. and you kind of either have it or you don't you can't force it you can't wish Agreed. upon it yeah and there's no question we had we had some of the best times with that group of guys and obviously winning is contagious and sure. it, it fuels the, the you know the excitement and want to be around each other and so we just had it both we we had a, a special a special group of guys, a special talent, but more importantly, just a great group of guys. Yeah, uh, really, really and, fun team. Oh man, um, and it's it, yeah, and that that's that. At the end of the day, that's what it was about, and we love to play for each other. We love, you know, very unselfish team. Whatever it took to get it done, and and that's what it was, man. We went out there and competed, and uh, and, and and got it done. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let me hit you with a few uh, Jason Knadler quotes here. You ready for a few right, Jason? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're good, man. They're good. They're good. Jason Knadler being, uh, as far as I know, one of your best buds. Um, a a six-round pick of the Tigers in 2001. Had a nice career. Is doing very well here in Springfield now. Is one of the big boys at uh, Bank of Springfield. Uh, I had a great conversation with him. He called you an incredible teammate, locker room guy, dugout guy. He said we were enemies in high school. But, but baseball brought us together, working towards a championship at LLCC did that, even though he was an SHG pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. He says he remembers stealing home off you in high school. Yeah, doing there the Merton, it is. There doing it is. the Merton Hanks chicken dance back to the dugout. He said you wanted to kill him afterwards. Do you have any comments on this? Uh, it, it's spot on, man. I, I called it out earlier. I knew that he would talk about it, at, and he still brings it up when we get together. Uh, that that one he'll never let me let it down. And, um, but yeah, we were we were absolutely uh, you know enemies both on the football field and yeah. and baseball field. They had a really good team. That Springfield High had a great team because they it beat is, us in yeah. football that year right. and my senior year, and they beat us in baseball. And it was like I hated those guys. Sure. But yeah. it was, it was, I always, even though you have a hate for, for competition, uh, you, you respect, I've always, uh, respected talent where talent is due. And, sure. um, you know, and so to hear those guys that they were going to Lincoln, I, I couldn't have been more excited. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I think that's, uh, and that's where it started for obviously the respect for, for the, the baseball talent, but it just, it started, 
our our long long friendship with those guys and they are those two of my my best buds so yeah those those two of the best guys man um yeah he also called you a doubles machine he said everyone loved being O'Malley's teammate uh probably because they wanted to be his wingman after the game <laughs> he always wanted to hug you he loved life he loved the game it was so fun being around him this is something interesting. It, it keeps coming up over and over. He said, um, O never got rattled. He was, um, he was always had a sense of calm, even keeled, and people followed him because of that. I think everyone that I spoke to said some version of that, how even keeled you were and how you were always, you know, every baseball player wants to not get too high or too low, and you were just always riding that wave in the middle. Can you attest that to anything? Huh. Oh, it was my parents. Yeah, um, yeah just there their steadiness, the way they worked hard, but I never, I never, I never could feel that like that they were, whether it was stressed about money or stressed about this or, yeah, yeah, I I never felt that as a kid. And so I always felt that they were, you know, even killed and, you know, I just, I still just try to go through life like that. It's like, you know, one thing I always tell myself, I'm never as as good as I think I am. And I'm never as bad as you think you are because um, you, you had life, you know, throws curveballs at you. You have some wins and losses, um, but you're, but that that win is around the corner, and so is that loss. And so that. you know, yeah. if you just uh, you're never as good as you think you are, and you're never as bad as you th- as you feel that it is, and just try to uh, ride that wave of that middle of the pack, and um, and just keep going. So that yeah. that's just. I love it. That's what I did then, and that's what I just continue to do now. Yeah. So it's obviously working for you, bud. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, he said you were the nicest guy. You always treated everyone well. You were always kind, and I can second that. I absolutely always thought that about you. Um, and then a, a little interesting quote at the end. Um, it was about you as a coach and kind of at the LLCC camps back in the day. And he said, you know, that you had a real passion for teaching and passing on knowledge, and that was passed to you. And, you know, sometimes guys at those camps, the instructors kind of mailed it in a little bit, and you were just, like, going through the motions, but that you really – we're into it and love teaching and love, you know, connecting with these kids. And that totally makes, and he said that made you an amazing coach. And that totally makes sense why you transitioned into coaching for, for a time after your playing career ended. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I, I love those camps. I love kids, you know, yeah. so I, I love, I love, you know, just kids and uh, love being a dad now, but, uh, and I'm coaching their softball teams. And so I just, I love giving back. And I think that's more, anything is like um what what sports does for for people and it provides them you, you learn how to win you learn how to lose you learn how to be a teammate you learn how uh what work ethic looks like yeah and i think it instills so many great qualities and i so i love what it does to um you know to, to young people to provide them to be successful it doesn't have to be yeah. baseball it doesn't have to be right. a sports but just sure. it, it gives them the, the qualities to be a good person and I just love I, I want to be able to give back to, to kids the, the opportunity and the experiences that I had and yeah. I think I think one thing that I noticed especially being a dad now and reflecting back is it takes that one bad experience whether it's a one bad coach or one bad experience like man I, you know what I don't want to play anymore I, yeah. I don't I don't want I don't want that I, you know you just kind of take the the load or the road of least resistant and yeah if you have those experiences and and you're like, I just don't want to play anymore. And it, it's like, man, that's 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 sad. And I look back on the the path, kind of kind of thinking of this 
you know, just reflecting back. And, man, like I said, I brought up uh, Fred Lampke. I brought up, you know, the, the Primo days and uh, Doug Furlow and Otha Davis and yeah. Wojcicki and Jim McMahon and Krasik. Uh, I, I, I just had those those great coaches along the way that wanted me to con- just continue to come back. Yeah. And I, I know that's not the case for everybody. No. And they, so they obviously, uh, they obviously, you know, hugely respected you as a person and as a communicator and someone that they did want to connect. So not to go on a tangent, but like that, that's where my passion for just giving back to uh, whether it was those camps or whatever, uh, you know, that, that's where that comes from. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I see that. Um, before we get rolling on more in the 2000s, I'm going to drop a few bull quotes, bull being Ron Riggle, the current. Head coach at Lincoln Lane Community College, your pitching coach during the 2000 team. Um, you know, he said he was, you were hugely valuable for them. You know, you were the center fielder. You could really go get it defensively, the number two pitcher. Uh, you said you're a great kid, a hard worker, you know, but, but you still need some luck in this game. And he was thrilled that everything worked out for you. Work ethic was top notch. You never quit. Um, you handled pitching and hitting as well as anyone he'd ever seen. And I kind of talked about how difficult it can be to manage those two. And then I'm going to end on a funny one for you. And you can plead the fifth. I probably expect you to. But he said, and it was funny hearing him light up when he asked this at the end of our talk. He said, ask him about the wrestling pay-per-views on Sunday nights at Blackwell and Leinegers. <laughs> he should laugh. And if he doesn't laugh, he has no sense of humor. <laughs> like I said, man, we had some all-time, um, all-time memories with that group. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All time. Yeah, man. So let's let's talk about this 2000 team. I had the stat, but I don't have it in front of me. But you guys obviously had an amazing year, 46 and 19 record. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. I lost them. That's odd. But uh, when the final four games of the year, you know, in the World Series, you you outscored your opponents. It was like 63 to two or something ridiculous mm-hmm. like that. Can you just like take us through what this year felt like to you from start to end was it was it was it clear right away that you had a very special team oh yeah it was like i said but even our freshman year we we had a great team uh and we had a ton of starters coming back yeah to to be on that that the sophomore team and so definitely high expectation but again not to put pressure on ourselves we just knew we were we had a, a good confidence about us um but what I'll tell you is that that conference that the Lincoln Land plays in is a is an awesome junior college conference. Totally and agree. Yeah, I, I would have to say again, not you know, you're not having the stats, but our toughest games were by far like the Parklands and yeah. the uh, oh man, um, da- uh, Danville, Danville and yeah. Parkland. Like those two teams were very very good. Yeah. And uh, I mean, looking back, like I know our freshman year, Parkland beat us, and uh, they had a great team. But that—that's what prepared us, no question, for Battle the playoffs. Testing. And oh, yeah. for sure, and just getting out of that conference and getting out of that—like I don't think it was—it was it called the regional. I don't know. Um, like that, we, I don't think we had another close game. Really? Uh, yeah, it was, like it was you, like you played your most competitive baseball during the season. And it was like got easier. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parkland is known for just cranking out pros and college guys. They're a very storied junior college program as well. Yeah. So that 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 prepared us for you know what was to come. And once we got past that, like man, you know, 
not that it was easy sailing, but, um, you know, looking back, like we didn't have a, a close game and we just kind of ran through the playoffs in the, in the national championship. Just rolled, man. I, funny thing. Uh, some of you guys will know who this is. Some won't. Big Bull, uh, Ron, R- Ron Riggle Sr., <laughs> the uh, commander-in-chief of the concession stand. He is all things Lincoln Land. I think every team, every player from Lincoln Land that came after you guys heard about the 2000 team endlessly. It was like every story that would end about the 2000 team. We, you know, Big Bull would start talking to you, and then it would be like, let me tell you about this one time, Ryan O'Malley. <laughs> you know how he would talk and just <laughs> – he loved you guys so much. He would always talk about the 2000 team. I think I know all the 2000 team stories. Um, obviously won the national championship there. Were you getting recruited in this last year? How was that process for you? Um, yeah, again, it was – you know, I always kind of had that – well, first of all, I got to hit on the, 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 the you know, um, Big Bull. We call him Big Bull. Yeah, and let's go. He, he he was great, man. He was a great a great supporter, like you said. I mean, he owned the he gave the the he gave that field, which was an awesome field, but it wasn't because of like the the great stands or the iconic scoreboard. Um it was just there there was an air about that that field that just bred, you know, confidence and winning and and he was yeah. like the he, he you know he had the grill going so you smelt the hot dogs you smelt the hamburgers and yeah. it made it made it made that place feel like man this is a baseball stadium this is a field and, and it was that's a great it was a point. testimony to him uh, because point. you could easily just have like you know nothing nothing yeah, out there absolutely. but he had popcorn going he had it going and it almost felt like a minor league baseball atmosphere. Totally. And it yeah. was all a testimony to him. And that was a lot of work, man. He put a lot of time and effort into it. And Love the program. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Commander-in-chief. I'm not going to take credit for that. That's actually Joey Albsmeyer uh, quoted him on that. And I need to take a second to thank my uh, kind of co-host, co-producers, Joey Albsmeyer and Ryan Aper. They've been amazing. They let me text them all the time about ideas, questions, things about this. So, I want to say thank you to those guys. They've been my right-hand man through all this. Uh, some fun big bull stories here. Um, so, yeah, so, so what was it like getting recruited in your last year there? Who, who was talking to you? Where did you think you were going? Was there any thought of getting drafted, talking to pro scouts? Um, th- there was some, like, there was, man, what was the, what was the old school? Uh, he was the Minnesota Twins. Like, he always had, like, the, the chewing tobacco going down his, his cheeks. Um, he's actually the one who drafted Scott Blackwell. Uh, so someone's going to have to help us out uh, okay. on that. But he was always around. He was like the only one of the main scouts that was always around. Mm-hmm. There, there was some some talks about it, but nothing really. Uh, like the Blue Jays, the Indians, and make some calls without being interested. And but it was more as a as an outfielder. Yeah. And uh, that's what you thought your path was at this point. Um, I, I don't, this is probably when it started like, man, it, it could, could pitching be something. Mm-hmm. This was kind of the first year for that. And, and so I, I don't know, but, um, there, there was really nothing, you know, heavy again. I thought like, man, you of I between the national champions, you got Scott Blackwell, you got the Canadier, you know, boys, uh, I was like, man, you would think that we would have got some, 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 some more looks. I totally agree. Uh, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what what was missing. Um, 
Yeah, like, you know, I, I always give like you know Dan Callahan when he was still alive. Whenever uh, I, I made it, I always told him like, man, didn't did you miss out on uh, the Canadian uh, yeah. Canadian guy? How did, I, how I don't did, know. How did all these Division One Illinois teams whiff on you guys? You and the Canadians. Yeah, I I I look back and I uh, I always I always wondered that because like Mike, like I told you, my dream was to go to the U of I, and I would yeah. love to, to do that. And so I don't know. We didn't really. I never got recruited by those guys. No. Um, no. Uh, so anyway, to, to get back, like Memphis, uh, but it was due, it was a testimony to to two Lincoln Land um, players before me and and Jeff Curtis. Okay. He was on my, when I was a freshman. He was a sophomore, and then Tyler Shelton. Mm-hmm. They both went to the University of Memphis, and so when they got to Memphis, they told they told the the, the coaching staff about you, know, you guys got to scout Lincoln Land. They got some players, whether yeah. it's the Canadian guys or myself, or and that's how it started for the University of Memphis for me. Okay. Yeah, was a testimony to those guys, just like yeah. hey, you gotta you gotta go look at them, and my, my whole my vision like. Outside of the U of I, um, I wanted to go warmer. I, I yeah, right. Everyone playing, wants to go south, right? I hated playing. That sucks. Midwest baseball, man. When you're oh man, you got With a fastball on your hands, and you're like, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I, I, but I also, you know, due to my parents, like I, I didn't want to go too far to where yeah, they, they couldn't they, get to you. They couldn't get to me. So, man, I tell you. Memphis was about ten degrees warmer, and it was a, it was a driving distance for my parents to yeah. get to. And yeah, you know, I'm like, man, this 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 sounds like it's it's the right place for me. So that's that's how Memphis happened. So you went, I mean, you went down there and had a nice visit and all that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. And, um, nice visit and, yeah. and um, go ahead. From, from what I understand and what I when I talk to. Um, Larry Owens is that you signed with a coaching staff that left before you even got there. Yeah. Is that true? T- true story. Yeah. I, I signed with a, um, the staff. And then after that season, they, they got let go. Yeah. So, and so kind of a I'm strange like, position to very, be in for you. Very much so. Very much so. And I, I again, um, you know, Larry Owens and, and Dave Anderson, Dave Anderson being the head coach, Larry Owens being the, the pitching coach. They were hired, and I tell you, they they did a great job of coming in and not you know what where you, you hear a lot of programs where they like the Dion's of the world where they just completely bring their Louis Vuitton and, and uh, <laughs> bring and, my Louis bags with yeah, me, yeah, <laughs> and change up change up the whole team where where these guys did not do that, and yeah. they're like, man, we got the team, and we're gonna go, and it, we had an awesome awesome junior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the University of Memphis under those guys. And it was it was a great experience with those guys um, coming in. They didn't know us. You know, we we didn't sign with this coaching staff. And right. it could have been – it could have completely went the other way, and it didn't. And so, again, a testimony to, to both of those guys. That's awesome. So you felt like you were treated fairly even though they didn't recruit you or bring you in? hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. So I'm looking at – I'm looking at the stats here. Uh, it looks like you were doing both first year. You were, were you playing center field? I was playing center field. Okay. Uh, playing center. I, I went there as an outfielder. I signed as an outfielder. But I, again, I told him, I'm like, hey, you know, um, left-handed pitcher. I'll, I'll do it if you guys want or need it. But you know, wh- whatever is needed for the team. Well, it looks like they needed you. Uh, you're in your first year. I'm looking at the, the offensive side. And interesting stats here. So. 
I'm seeing some power. I'm seeing you hit eight bombs. I'm seeing 32 RBIs and 39 games. I think a, a college season is about 50 to 60 games, but hit about 209. So that's like quite a drop off for you offensively from what we've seen in the past. Was it just like yeah. a, a whole another level of competition or what was going on there for you? Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, it happened to me in my senior year and, and, um, at Sacred Heart Griffin, where I put a pressure on myself, yep. you know, coming off the Lincoln Land highs, um, you know, go to this university, and I tell you, we had a team. I, I you know, the name Dan Ugla at, at oh, all, yeah. but he was a Absolutely. big time player, and he was he was our he was a a roommate and on on the team. That was your roommate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He went on to have a huge big league career. A huge yeah. big league career, and so yeah. we we were on the team and. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget, like, uh, you know, in the fall is kind of when we had to earn our stripes. I had yep. an awesome fall. Okay. And um, I ended up coming out of the fall batting third, at, starting in the spring, playing wow. center field. I'm like, dude, this is this is it, man. And as we all know, you know, what, what, what the third and fourth hitters uh, kind of get a steady diet of. And, balls, yeah. And, and – you know, in, in Division One baseball, and I tell you, man, I struggled with the off-speed pitch. Yeah, it's been and um, and man, it was it was kind of the the confidence just kind of was going south there. And really, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself, and I yeah. wasn't getting it done. And you know, you guys and Dan Ugly was having a monster year, and so oh, yeah. I got dropped down, and uh, <laughs> you know, and so. Yeah, I just I kind of had those power numbers, but that was it. It was like all yeah. or nothing, man. I was either striking out or like hitting <laughs> your home run. Yeah, and you know, and I, I, go ahead. Yeah, and so I, you know, again, it, it was we had a good year because we were winning. We had a, a fun year. Mm-hmm. I still, you know, they they still believed in me. I just kind of dropped down and yeah. um, got to play, but just wasn't having the success that I wanted to. Right, and clearly you were getting it done on the mound here. So five and three. Uh, 14 games, 14 games started, 67 uh, innings pitched, 3.99. So, I mean, by all intents and purposes, shoving, having a good yeah. amount. So, again, you kind of talked about, like, how did you do, like, the position player? How did you do the pitching? And oh, yeah. that's uh, – so I would play the weekends as an outfielder, and then midweek games, I would pitch the midweek games. Interesting, okay. So non-conference, I'd pitch those. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of where it's again, like there's like the second tier of the the pitching thing coming uh, coming on strong. Yeah, was um, you know I had some really nice wins mid midweek. I, I uh, beat Old Miss. Oh wow! Did you play there? Um, we actually played at AutoZone Park, which is the AAA stadium there, in Memphis. Okay, cool. So uh, Auto, um, it is a great. It's still a great field. Yeah, and. Uh, so they came up and we played Ole Miss and 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 we beat them and uh, so that was kind of like again we talk about the the confidence level of the offense kind of going south but like the pitching confidence uh, yeah you know going north and and building and 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 then I started getting in so then I would play Friday Saturday as an outfielder and then I would pitch on Sunday yeah to save yeah save the arm and then you know finish out the weekend. Um, you know, and then so uh, that's kind of how the junior year wrapped up is yeah. those those transitions happening. So after that year concludes, are you do you play for the rifles again there? This would have you'd have played for the rifles again? 
Yeah, I, I did. I went home and played for the Rifles again, and it was it was a great. Uh, did you pitch and hit? I did. I did both. Okay, I did both. So, before we move on to your next year, at Memphis, I have got a question. This is from Joey Albasmar. I think it's awesome, actually. How does so now that you've played D one baseball? Uh, how does this D one team hold up against that two thousand Lincoln Land team? Could the Lincoln Land team have competed? Oh shoot, man. <sighs> We had a great team, so yeah, I, I definitely think we could have competed. Mm-hmm. But from top from top to bottom, you know, yeah. Division One is still, you know, I mean, it, it's still superior than an I overall feel, feel junior college. Yeah. It's like maybe like the, the top five or six guys on your team might have been comparable. Of course, they were on the Lincoln Land team. It's probably the top yeah. five or six, but after that, probably some drop in talent. Yeah, and I mean, like even outside of. Um, you know, the pitching staff, like, I mean, it, it couldn't have, you know, you might've had one, two, but to have five pitchers compete in division one, it, you know, it, it definitely kind of dropped off. Um, um, so yeah, man, division one baseball is the real deal. It's yeah. For it's, sure. yeah. yeah. Memphis is a cool, cool uh, school as well. I, I played there a few times when I was at Murray state, love that field. Um, so we're going into our second year and it looks like you became a PO pitcher only. Can you walk us through how that decision went or were you upset about it or just, yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. So, you know, again, that was Dave Anderson, Larry Owens first year. And it was kind of like, all right, what's year two look like? And and it was my year two as well. And um, Again, you know, um, there was a Jason Wiedemann. uh, It was one of our, he was our number one pitcher. He got drafted. Uh, like I said, Dan Ugla got drafted. So we had some scouts out at the games, and, and I, I got some some looks of um, – they're like, man, Ryan, we're getting more – we're getting more, you know, questions and, and thoughts about you as a pitcher than, you know, anything as, as a hitter. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what, you know, what are your thoughts, you know, for your senior year? How do you want to do this? They're like, we'll, we'll support either one. I was like, man, I, I think I want to go all in on pitching because it, really? then, I mean, you, 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 it's really hard to, to do both. Um, yeah. You know, you're constantly getting swings and you're, you, you know, therefore you're not doing everything for your pitching yeah. prep. You know, you're pitching, you're not getting your bullpens in, your flat sure. grounds yeah. in, you're, you're, you're splitting your time. You can only do so much. And so I'm like, man, I, I've never, I've never kind of went all in on the pitching thing. Yeah. Until now. Um, and so I'm like, I think I want to give it a run, yeah. and uh, they supported it, and 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 that's that was the decision, and, and and that was going into my senior year. What kind of changes did you make after that? I mean, training wise, how you managed your day, your routine, all that. Oh, I mean, it was just uh, just all in pitching mentality. Yeah. Um, it was again, like I mentioned, just doing like your your arm exercises that I I. Ver- I maybe did if I had time just because right. it was always in the batting cages, Yeah, um, you know, taking infield outfield, you know, doing those types of things. So I, I really focused on, you know, the arm prep focused on uh, the flat ground, yeah. you know, doing the appropriate bullpens, the long toss programs, just yeah. really paid a lot of attention and, and focused on that. And um, so that, that was kind of the change rather than, you know, work, working on, you know, in the batting cages and spend the time there. Sure. Yeah. So we're moving into our last year here um, at Memphis. We're, we're a pitcher only. It looks like 16 uh, games, uh, 12 started, 69 
innings, 5.35. You're listed as a starter reliever. Um, how, how do you feel like this, this year went for you? So we had a ton of success, had a great team. You talk about the camaraderie as a junior. Going in, we, we lost some of those key players that I mentioned, yeah. like Tyler Shelton. We lost that Jason Wiederman. We lost Dan Ogla. We lost some key players. And and going into my senior year, I had some high hopes, high expectation of repeating yeah. that. And man, so we is, did is, not. is it is it pro baseball? That that is the hundred percent goal at this point. Like it's pro baseball or bust. Oh shoot! You know, Blake. I, I obviously, yeah. I, I did. I I wanted that always as a dream, always as a kid. Yeah. But man, right there in that career, at that time frame, I'm like, man, I always thought I was a, I thought I was a hitter. Yeah. You know. And I always thought I was going to be a hitter. And then making this transition so late, I'm like, you know, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just, just I just loved goes, baseball. I, I just wanted to go. And I, obviously I wanted to, uh, to play on. But at that point, I was like, man, you know, we got to go see if this is even – if this is possible or not. And, and, and to your point, man, those numbers uh, were very underwhelming. We, we had a <laughs> – less than um successful team it was it it was not it was the chemistry wasn't there the uh the wins and losses were obviously more losses uh just didn't didn't have it but kind of what we alluded to earlier and not getting too high and not getting too low i never really let it get the best of me and just kept preparing kept going out there kept competing and, and doing my best um and at the end of the day, man, that that's uh, that's what I got to hang my hat on to to get the opportunity that I did um, at the at the end of all that. So were were we getting? First of all, can we talk about where were you at velo wise, like your your senior year? Of college? Yeah, it was it was eighty eight, eighty nine, touching ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That that was that was you know ninety was everything I had, but. That that never really panned out for me. I was I I like to stay around that 87, 88, 89 yeah. and know where it was going because yeah. I'm not I'm not missing many bats over the middle at eighty eight. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely had to command it for sure. What um, so that senior year, were you getting some? Were you talking to pro teams? Were they talking about draft at all? How'd that? Yeah, actually, actually, there was again like the, the Indians, the White Sox. Uh, there were some talks of you know, kind of like that mid mid tier rounds. You know, senior sign. You know, not much of a bone. Just hey, here's a senior sign. Yeah. You know, go 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 see what you got. I had some nice, some night because I was the Friday or Saturday guy, so I I, I was pitching against. Some of the obviously some of the better talent in in the conference, like the two lanes of the world, had yeah. some great some great baseball. Um, you know, South Florida, um, and there were some guys getting drafted that I was you know pitching against, and there were some quite a few scouts in the stands, and um, and so I had some you know some some nice wins um, yeah. against some of those like okay maybe rise to the occasion of some of those those guys that I was playing uh, you know pitching against mm-hmm. and so I had some nice showings that uh I, I think at the end of the day maybe panned out to like hey guys left handed he throws strikes sure um let, let, let's you know 
We'll see what happens. So yeah, let's see what happens. There was there was never there was never like high rounds. It was kind of always like, hey, this guy's left handed, he can pitch. Those he always need lefties, right? Exactly. Yeah. So when draft day comes, I feel like I remember talking to you about this back in the day, and you know, it's a tale as old as time. A scout will over project to someone, you know, say, hey, you're gonna go ten to twenty or fifteen to twenty five or top ten, and then. Were you actively watching the draft or paying attention to it to see, or were you waiting for someone to call you or? Oh, uh, so, so day one, right. Day one is like one through 10 or one through 12. I, I'm not for sure. At that, that time there was 40 rounds. Yeah. So kind of day one, I was like, I was obviously kind of following just to see some guys who played against and, um, but I ne- never really expected my name to be called on, you know, day one. I was thinking right. maybe, Hopefully, some somewhere in day two. But again, I, I there was no like, I wasn't excited about a signing bonus at this point. I was a senior right. signed. You got no, you got no, no leverage. leverage. Yeah, it was just, hey man, I hope my baseball career is not yeah, over. Absolutely. So, but would you say you were expecting to be drafted at some point within those four yeah. rounds? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I'd say yes. Hurtful that it did not come or how were you feeling in these, in these moments? Oh, man, when it didn't I, come? I can still feel that uh, when, when that last pick was called, man, I just, at that time it was on the computer. It was not, yeah. there was no TV or right. just, um, I was like, wow. And I just went in my room and closed the door and, you know, just kind of had the moment of like, damn, it's over. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, and then I'll never forget this. Uh, my mom, call or my mom you know came and knocked on my door and uh, I was like mom not right now you know not right now and uh, yeah. she's like no I, th- I think you, I think you need to take this call <laughs> here we go uh, I, I thought I thought it was some buddies that call like hey man you know sorry about it you know I just I, I wasn't there in the headspace to sure. kind of have that that moment so I was like she's like no 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 you need to take this call and uh, sure enough, man, it was the Chicago Cubs. You yeah. know, they're like, "Hey, I know, I know, it didn't go as as you were hope hope for, but I, you know, um, you're still gonna have the same opportunity. We'd love to sign you as a senior, you know, senior sign, sign, sign as a free agent, and um, we'd love for you to come." Oh, you know. man. And for those of you who don't know, you know, Rhino grew up here in the Springfield area. You grew up a huge Cubs fan, obviously, right? You grew up oh my God. For, for for Ryan Sandberg. That was your favorite player, right? Rhino, yeah. I mean, that that yeah. was my guy, Mark Gray, Sean Dunstan, the Hawk. Yeah. Like, do, you, do you have any inclination? Did the, did the the Cubs show any interest in you previously? No, this? no, I, I didn't hear anything about the Man. Cubs. Um, and Man, how that, can you that, not that, be that, romantic that, about baseball? Dude, Man. it's a God thing for sure. Like I wow. that 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 story, uh, you know, that quote from my my dad about my grandma. Like that that's. That's that's a that's a true story. Yeah. Um, we went on a bus to to Wrigley. Um, well, I went just my grandma and I. And it was against the the Whites. I'm sorry, the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals, and like Ozzie yeah. Smith out there. And it was a one nothing game. I'll, I'll never forget it. And the Cubs won one to nothing, and and I was just like, Grandma, that's what I want. That's that's what I want. That's what I want to be, and that's what Man. I want to do. And uh, that's so special, you know. And for that to get that call and. With it to be the Cubs, like yeah, man, it's all time. That's what that's what dreams are made of, buddy. So, yeah. from you know, you know, I don't know if you were crying or not, but you were certainly in in a in a place in your room feeling like your baseball career was over. To the team you grew up rooting for calling you and telling you we're going to give you a shot. I mean, over the moon. How are you feeling? I mean, just 
you have a chance. Yeah, I'm, you know? shoot, man. Exactly. The emotions just went from extreme right. low to, to, to <laughs> like all time high. And, yeah. And, you know, but there, it was like, it happened fast. They're like, hey, we need you to catch a flight in two days and you're going to oh, go down to, yeah. to Mesa and you're going to go to a little mini camp and then yeah. um, we'll see what happens from there. Yeah. And here's a thousand bucks and a plane <laughs> ticket and uh, right. a new ball glove. Uh, and that was it. You know what I think is really interesting about this, and I thought about it, is so undrafted, I, I essentially, they probably didn't give you any signing bonus. Did they give you anything? No, I did the, the thousand bucks and a new bucks. glove. That was yeah, it. Yeah, thousand bucks and a new glove. So basically just show up. But So you you talked earlier about putting expectations on yourself at Memphis and then in your last year at SHG, and that was difficult for you. Sometimes I think like high-round draft guys that get a lot of money will put a lot of pressure on themselves you're in a position here where the organization probably doesn't even think you're going to do anything. There's what pressure is there really on you besides go out there and do your best. You know, they don't, they're not expecting you to make it to the big leagues. What do you have to lose? Maybe that would be a situation where there's, you know, a little easier for you expectation wise. And that's well said. Well said, Blake. Cause I feel like I always reflect back on my career and like, man, how did I even get to that, that right. debut that I, I, I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't, it shouldn't yeah. have never even happened. Right. And so, I look back at like the spring trainings of all the stress. And I remember these guys like stressing out every spring training of like, man, am I going to make the team? And is this going to happen? Am I going to get cut? And I look back and I don't know what happened over those times. And I think it's a testimony to what you were just explaining. I had no pressure. Yeah. But so I was just like playing like I was, uh, at Athens again, like just for yeah. the love of the game. I was just playing like a little kid going out there with a dream that was bigger than me and uh, with no expectation, no yeah. – if I get cut, I was supposed to. Right, if I yeah. make the team, they're like, how does this guy make the team? Right. Um, Everything on this. Every year. Extra. Every year. Every, every year. year. Yeah. yeah. Man, and I'm looking here, so eventually – Wait, where did you get sent once you signed? Start that again. So yeah, was it Mesa? Or was it Mesa? And you either you either stayed there and extended spring training. Yeah. Or you go to you go to the short season, which our short season was in uh, Boise, Idaho, with the Boise Hawks. Boise Hawks. And, yes, yeah. It. And they in, sent in the me Northwest, Northwest Northwest League. League yep. And yeah. so they're like, man, hey, you're a senior, dude. You you're gonna have to go. Like usually the the extendeds for the younger guys, the younger right. draft, they're like, dude, yeah. you're a senior, you gotta go, and it, kind of good luck. Um, and you shoved, dude. I was not, looking shoved. back. That was dude. We were like going back again to like the team chemistry. You're winning. We had the coolest team. Really? I look back. That was one of my uh, first of all. Boise, Idaho is a phenomenal place. The place oh, cool. is beautiful in the summertime. Yeah. Uh, again, I've never even been to the Northwest part of the, the, the country. And yeah. so I was just like excited to be in the Northwest, uh, playing for the Cubs. I'm on this team. Um, and you you got guys from LSU. You got, I get to meet my best, uh, my best bud for like the whole, whole go, is, uh, Rich Hill. Rich we become Hill, yeah. roommates. Uh, we win the whole league that year. Really? And we we win the whole league that year, championship. Uh, we had so much fun on and off the field, and and it, yeah, and and that was like, dude, this this is cool. This I can do some more of this. Yeah, I'm I'm looking here, two point five two ERA, um, 
it looks like mainly you were just used as a reliever here. So this is oh yeah yeah just out of the bullpen. Yeah, it was like early on it was just like scrap innings. Like hey, the pitcher got blown up, or there's a first rounder that's uh, going to pitch the first three innings. He hit his pitch count. We need to get to you know our our you know sixth and seventh pick. That is our main relievers. You know hey Ryan go go mop up these innings. Like that that was that was kind of what I was. I was just asked to mop up some, some brutal innings. And, um, you know, again, just going out there and having fun, being a kid, no expectation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's amazing, man. You obviously shoved here. All right. We're back. Uh, <laughs> we're back again. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll all right, I'm going to mute, I'm gonna mute it again. My bad. Yeah. All right. Too. Cool. So we're rolling. This is when you met one of your longest buddies in, baseball rich hill who is still yeah. playing which is insane can you insane. imagine still playing in the show insane. right now insane. Doing it? i i mean i, I <laughs> i'm playing catch with my my daughter and i'm like man store. this guy's still competing at the highest level and, and striking I, out 10 yeah. like and what i saw is he's essentially made kind of a transition to a starter at the end of his career and now he's oh like he was he was always a, he was always a starter he was always a starter I thought he was uh, appeared as a reliever in the in the in the show. So I mean, so he had obviously all types of different teams, different this and that. Uh, yeah. He even dropped down for a period of time, and so that's probably where he was a little bit of a reliever. Okay. Gotcha. But he was my, my me knowing him all through the Cubs organization. He was always a starter, high end guy, profile yeah. guy. Yeah. Big strikeout guy, big curveball from University of Michigan. But man, we did. We hit it off. Like we're just yeah. best buddies, r- yeah. roommates through our whole minor league career, even major league career. Um, yeah, you guys still, still good friends. Still good friends. Yeah, still talk. He came to my wedding, went to his. Like That's amazing. Uh, so yeah, like, uh, but yeah, he was on that team. Uh, I remember his locker being right next to mine, and we we're like, "What are we doing?" Like, you know. Yeah. But he was a high pro. He was a fourth round guy. Big. Right. He was a big deal. The the opposite of you. The opposite. And it was, you know, we're both left-handed guys. Yeah. So in a way, we're, we're competitors. But I never looked at him. I was like that because I'm like, dude, this guy is this guy's a stud. Yeah. So obviously, so. But these stats tell me and how you're talking about this tells me that you came in there and belonged right away. So I, I, I hope that, you know, it doesn't seem like you had any of those those issues some guys have when they transition to pro ball where they're like, oh, I don't belong here. I'm, I'm My confidence is shaking. It looks like you just hit the ground running. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would, man. Um, again, I had, a, a, you know, we, again, I talk about coaches and those, that, that, that feeling that, that, that coaches can give you of like, Hey man, I'm going to put pressure on you or, Hey, let's, let's just go, let's just go get after it. And I had a great pitching coach there that was pretty steady, uh, confident guy that just he, – he didn't look – he didn't treat me any different than he did Rich Hill. And I think that was a testimony to him. Well, you know, later in my career, some of those pitching coaches definitely spent more time and effort with those high-profile guys where, yeah. you know, where their expectations to, to make them guys better. Sure. But this guy didn't. This guy didn't do that. And yeah. I think it was, a, a, you know, a good start to, to pro ball. How was your introduction to the other aspects of pro ball when I'm talking about travel, the housing, eating, you know, trying to keep yourself healthy? It's, it's all new kind of stuff for you, right? Yeah. Or just like, just like a, the next level of that, I guess you would say. 
to- totally. And the Cubs did a good job. And we had uh, the Boise Hawks. They had a great uh, um, they had a great housing where they had uh, oh man, what do they call it? Where uh, host? Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, we stayed with these host families, and they had a great program there at the Boise Hawks, where they they fed us like crazy. We get on the bus, and they'd have these sack lunches for us, and all kinds of gatorades and waters and they just had a really nice program that kind of made that transition easy and like That's the awesome. host families would have all kinds of food and you know um you know d- dinners for us when we get home they'd have lunches before we go to the field and yeah they did a really good job of that uh which made that transition you know, very very easy i mean it was yeah. almost easier than college where you kind of had to you know take care of yourself like yeah. these people were like it's all done oh, man, for you. You're with the Cubs. Like, this is, you know, your big deal. And um, they took care of us. Yeah, I love to hear that, man. So, you get done with your first year of professional baseball. We're, we're home for our first offseason. Is this when you hook up with, with, with Chad, start training with no, Chad? Not, no, not yet. Not yet. Okay. This was still kind of me. I worked out at the Fit Club. Yeah. Um, and it was just me doing what I learned in college for strength and conditioning with the okay. – with also of a twist of um, what the Cubs were, you know, kind of writing the program for me to, to sure. go do in the off season. So it was a mixture of that, but no, went home to the fit club and was just yeah. getting after kind of pretty much on my own, but also what, what Lincoln land did for us is, is, uh, you know, the Canadlers were already in pro ball a year ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, Cause they went after their junior year. And so it was, you know, coming home and, and, and being in at Lincoln Land and having that welcome feeling of what Bull and, and Krasik, they welcomed us to be around there, be around the team. And uh, we got to throw live B- – I got to throw live BPs in the cages to the Lincoln Land boys and the, yeah. the, the Canadier guys and play catch and use those facilities in Lincoln Land. And that was a big deal. I mean, to come yeah, home to have that success have of yeah. – have that success that we had in Lincoln Land and then to be welcomed back. Um, to, to, to come and, and continue on the career. You know, that's Bull has always done that, and I, I'm sure Claude did too, and that's, that's so mutually beneficial. It's beneficial for you guys to have somewhere to do baseball stuff and be supported. You were, I remember you guys were always in practice with us and hitting with us and stuff, but it's also you know, good for, for us as, as players. I and mean, I was there to see you, to see you go through your process, to see how a professional works. So it was all good and you were just like the best like I said mentor to everyone always kind it was great having pros around and I've always thought that was awesome the bull of bull to always have that open invitation for for guys to come in that were playing pro ball no I dude I because I I remember being at Lincoln Land and I don't know if you remember the name Chris Detmers his, yeah, his son now is Reed yeah. Detmers yeah big but deal. Chris used to, so my dad's from Nokomis, Illinois, and, and Chris Detmers is from Nokomis. And so we kind of had that. Uh, so I knew of him just from my dad being at Nokomis. Yeah. Um, and, and so when Chris would come home, he would do that, and he would always come out and seek me out, and I'd get to play long toss with Chris Detmers cool. at Lincoln Land at practices. And yeah. I always – and he again, he was a left-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wanted to be – be like a Chris Detmers and get that opportunity. So I, again, like, you know, I, I mentioned, like just love to get back to the game and what, what Chris did to me, it wasn't necessarily what he said to me, but it was just like the work ethic and, and what he did. Cause he was on that 94 team that won in Lincoln Land. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's right. And so I was like, dude, I'm going to be in those same kind of footsteps. And, yeah. um, 
And so I remember that he did that, and I, I wanted to do the same for you know the, the Lincoln Land teams behind us, and yeah, um, and kind of have that same feel. Yeah, you were always so awesome to us. We all were appreciative of you guys being around. It was amazing. Um, so off season goes by. I'm sure it's just kind of standard strength and conditioning stuff. You're not. We'll we'll eventually get to Chad. You know, I yeah, he's got some interesting things to say. I know you think very very highly of him, and he thinks the world of you. We're going to our first spring training this year. Yeah. First first taste of it. Let's take us yeah. through what it's like going to your first spring training, man. It's kind of a Shoot, interesting man. experience from what I've heard from these other guys we spoke to. It's um it's an amazing experience. It it really is. It's 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 overwhelming because there's a lot of players that come in there. I mean, those locker rooms are full. Cause I went there, like I told you, I when once I signed, I went to Mesa. So I saw the facilities. I got to see what the facilities were. So it wasn't my first time. So that was actually nice oh, yeah. that I had that yeah. little familiarity. Had, yeah. Uh, but, but with that said, at that time, there was like 15 to 20 guys um, in the locker room where at this point, like it, there's like five or six locker rooms, big locker rooms that are all full. Some guys are doubled up. Yeah. Mean, there's that many guys and you're like, whoa. Okay. There's a lot of us. Yeah, I'm just a number. Okay. Yeah, and and you know there's a lot of pitchers. Um, but I tell you what, the success that I kind of had, like to your point, I felt like, hey man, I I kind of belong here. Yeah. Um, I can do this. Sure. Again, I like I speak to that 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 like I wasn't nervous about getting released. I'm just like, hey, I'm here and I'm gonna That's do my best. Man. And um, yeah. And and I went out and. Um, I made the team. So, you know, you start to see guys getting, getting let go towards the end of the spring training. And you start to like, man, Oh, you know, this is, this is real. (laughs) But, but again, I just, I didn't have that, that sense of um, nervousness. I just, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I I made that, that low a team. She did Lansing uh, lug nuts in the Midwest league. Or wait. Yeah. 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 A ball. This is a ball. Yeah, but was it's low? It was low A because there's low A, high A, so it was low A, but it was the Midwest League, um, yeah. the, the Lansing Lugnut. And dude, I'm looking at the stats here again. Another year of shoving, 2.88 ERA, 81 innings. Looks like you got to do a little bit. A couple starts here, six and four. You were in 40 games. Like I said, 81 innings. Like another very successful year, man. Can you yeah. just keep the ball rolling, or can you tell us a little bit about this year, what it was like, what this league was like, the travel? Yeah. Anything you want to talk I, about. Shoot, I remember, again, like a, uh, Rich and I were, were like, hey, we're roommates. Um, you get there, he's from, he went to Michigan, so not too far from Ann Arbor. So, uh, you know, he, he was like, dude, this, this is going to be a good summer. Yeah. Uh, we get there, our first, I think our first six games were snowed out. So here we go, I'm back <laughs> in the cold weather. Can't escape it. It was, yeah, it was cold. And, uh, again, we had some great host families that we lived with this host family that was phenomenal. I mean, I remember I still talked to Margaret. Uh, unfortunately, Ramon passed away. But hey, rest in peace. She, yeah, she she would get, she would make me paint. I mean, just treat me like a king. Yeah. Um, and it takes so, that because you're not making much money. No, I'm telling you, like, my mom and dad were great support. Like, you, you, to have these host families do what they did, to yeah. you know, ho- like there was no housing expense. There, I mean, they fed us like kings. They would give you, you know, 
beef jerky Gatorades for the yeah. bus rides. Uh, Just I, so everyone knows, not one. every host family is the same. There's better ones and worse ones. You know, I oh. had my little blip of like independent professional baseball, and I had some interesting host families that didn't provide a lot for us. So, you know, getting set up with food and all this stuff can be a huge help for someone that's making, what were you Nothing. making a month, dude? A thousand bucks a month? Honestly, Blake, I, I you know, I, I didn't even look at it because it wasn't even worth the yeah. damn to look at. Right. I didn't even care because I was playing baseball. Like, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm just, I, I'm saying from the sake of like trying to feed yourself and. Uh, yeah, it, it was bar- barely enough. Um, yeah. And so, again, looking back at this, the stars that lined up, like to have those back-to-back host families to, to feel, just to give you like, man, you, you got good night's sleep. You got food to just go do what you do rather than, you know, just roughing it and be like, dude, I got to get out. I got to get home. This this sucks. Like I I had the the complete opposite. I'm like, these people love me. They support me. Um, I had, and again, we had a phenomenal team that, um, on and off the field again we won this league we won the midwest wow. league wow uh so back-to-back champs yeah. i was like dude this thing is like this is this is amazing uh we had a great team of like ryan terrio okay uh, yeah, was on that team yeah. uh again rich hill ricky nalasco was a oh, he cool. had a great a great pro career mm-hmm. uh we had some guys we had some big big talent guys that that uh like first round guys um uh, i remember this his name was andrew cisco he was literally six nine lefty at that time he, you know, he was throwing 97 98 lefty buzz and um you know to fast forward like that guy kind of fizzled out i'm like oh my god this guy is what you dream about from a body standpoint and arm yeah. velocity um and that that was kind of when i started to see like some really big talent that they thought a lot of that, that started to like not have success and Interesting. Like, yeah. that, that didn't really take it really serious, like on and off the field. Got it. Yeah. That's when I was like, Oh man, like e- even if you have a ton of talent, isn't a, isn't a for sure that you're going to continue on in this and have success. Right. And that was kind of like when it started like, okay, I've started a first full season, uh, you, you know, you're getting a, a little taste. I saw. Oh, uh, I, I'm changing pivot real quick. But Jace, Jason Kanaler was in that league. Oh, really? He, he was in Grand Rapids, and so not too far from us. So, in fact, we got a great story uh, on an off day. He comes over. We had a great team, great chemistry. He came over. We had um, my my host family had this fishing boat, and we go out. We go out fishing. And of course, we had some adult beverages and having a good time. And sure. we ended up sinking this boat, boy. <laughs> Jason and I, my host family, we Jason and I sunk this guy's boat. We got it out, but uh, it, you know, again, just good times with Jason Canaler and uh, yeah, just a testimony. Like my host family, like just loved us. He didn't even care. He was happy for us. And yeah. Um, Again, we had a, a good a good team, and uh, so so yeah, that was a that was a fun season. Beautiful man. So another successful year. I, I, obviously, you are building on this success. Really feeling like you belong. We're coming back to Springfield here for another off season. Yeah. Are you working on jobs or anything like that? What are you What are you doing? So I 
I, lessons. So this, this is, you know, uh, at Kolovix? Yeah. So yeah, I tell you, man, that, that, again, you talk about people along the journey. Um, let's give Tony uh, K some thanks right now. Uh, absolutely. dude. That guy, he deserves it. He's a legend. Amazing. Amazing person yeah. that, um, that he provided for us young, young guys to, uh, just have a place to, you know, get away and, um, he had, I mean, I don't know how many times we broke that door getting into the, the shop and getting in, not, not to the shop, but getting upstairs to the, let the me, batting cages. Oh, but, let me pause you real yeah. quick. For those of you that, just for context here, Tony Kolovic owns Kolovic's Auto Body here in town. Tony is a Hall of Fame baseball guy here in my mind, just for the fact that he has opened his doors for free for so many people, so many baseball players to hit, throw, give lessons. He's got this auto body shop up on the top floor. He's got this like baseball cage tunnel and he allowed you and all kinds of other guys to come in there and give lessons, hit throw for free. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just amazing. Yes. Yeah. No questions asked. I mean, that guy, he spent a lot of time and effort and money in building that thing and just let all of us young guys come up there and, and just do what we need to do. And I, yeah. I was able to, to just make some, just make a little bit more to like keep living, man. Keep the yeah. dream alive. Right. Uh, yeah. Giving lessons, but I also loved it because I felt like I was giving back to to some of these young guys, uh, these young pitchers or hitters and teams that that would ask for me to give lessons and yeah, had a absolutely. place to go. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Tony was an amazing part, of, amazing part of that journey for sure. There's a. I was. I recently went back and redid all my parents' old home videos and. There's a bunch of I used to tape a lot of my hitting sessions and there's multiple hitting sessions where I'm hitting with my dad on one side of the cage and you are on the other side giving lessons to somebody. Yeah. And yeah. It's special, man. I, I still I think Tony's awesome. I think what he's done for the community and baseball in Springfield is awesome. So shout out to Tony K. Yeah, you, you definitely have our respect and a lot of people's respect. Thanks, man. Well, well, so why why we're talking about Tony? He is the reason I met Chad Marshick as right. well. Yeah, I know that. So uh, you know, not only did he provide you know that that space, but like him and I became friends and and just talked about life and uh, and doing the thing. And uh, and man, that guy went from being a you know kind of an out of shape guy to he's like ripped and yeah. in shape. And uh, I'm like, Tony, what are you doing, dude? Like, you know, like, good for you, man. It's the secret sauce. Baby. And he's like, actually, dude, you should meet this guy. Um, and it was Chad Marshick. That's how it and, started. And that's, and that's crazy. And then that, that, that whole, uh, you know, relationship started. And uh, again, uh, you know, you look at, you know, people that were a part of the journey, man, and, and yeah. that, that transition to, to Chad was a, a massive part of the journey. So, was it this offseason that we transitioned? I don't think so. I think it was one more. Okay. I think I was in double-A when I met Chad. I'm trying to remember the year, um, but I don't think it was. I think I, I had two off-seasons. Okay. Still on your own then, doing your own still thing. Still on my own. Still We're, doing the Lincoln Land. With, with the Canadlers? Oh yeah, we'd work yeah. out. It's like a three. You know, Lincoln Land, yeah. Lincoln Land, and then um, right. still that kind of the fit club workout. Sure. Um, and, and you you bring it to my attention the the um, <laughs> the, the bugging, you know, the billboard thing, and For that's where all that. that know, yeah. I, every once in a while, I harass O'Malley with a text message. I took a picture of it many years ago. He was on a billboard. Uh, it's a little corny for Fit Club here, and it's like, are you bugging? It's this exercise thing that kind of 
It's the first yeah, generation something. of the Fitbit, man. Basically, like, that's yeah. It's like, but it's really funny picture. Maybe I'll put it out there for you guys. <laughs> yeah, it, it still it still gets me today. Um, <laughs> people still send me that because it's on the internet. And, yeah. But but I tell you, like again, Fit Club was good to me. Like, yeah, for sure. They uh, they gave me a place to work out and yeah, uh, you know some resources that you know that they had. Um, so uh, you know. All jokes aside, man, the fit the the fit club was a <laughs> a good place to work out in my entire 100%. couple of days. Yeah. So. so off season, so we're going to our our, our next um, our our second spring training here. Anything notable from this spring training? Because this is going to be. I'm looking at this year. This is a. I'm. I already in my notes. I have written down whirlwind of year because we're moving through different. Oh things. yeah, it man. This, we're, was. We're, we go all the way from high a to double a to triple a in a year which is crazy yeah. so let's just start it off with spring training bud yeah so again i mean you take uh, and this is why i live here today uh in, in phoenix um you, you take a kid out of the midwest in february and march and you bring him to mesa arizona and you're like man this place is amazing i like this you got <laughs> you got yeah you got the sun every day and the warmth like it's amazing um uh, and so i i just always loved spring training looking back it was my favorite time of the year Again, I don't know where the, you know, where my my calm collective uh, confidence came from, uh, but I just went into spring like, what well, you know, what it, it's it's kind of a testimony of just the preparation that I, I, I poured into in the off season and took it serious of preparing my body and my mind and going in with confidence and it was like, hey, I, I did everything I could, um, and, and well, let's just go see what happens. Um, yeah. And went into spring training and, you know, I really always had a nice spring training. Um, nice. And, um, and I made the, the, the high A team, which was a big deal. I mean, cause high sure. A's got some, they got some, some big, you know, uh, I'm talking when I say big names, like first, second, third, like your big rounders are going to the high A. Right. Uh, and, uh, and for me to make that team, cause you only have 12, you know, 12 spots, uh, as a sure. pitching staff, uh, yeah. so to make one of those spots was a big deal. Right, we're we're talking about the Daytona Cubs of the Florida State League High A, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So I'm looking at yeah. that. I'm oh, man, my boy's shoving here. It looks like you were there for about 16 games, 2.64. Obviously doing your thing, and you just got moved up at, at this point. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Like you said, I, I, off to a great start. Yeah. Uh, again, room and we it was pretty cool. Like just some backstory before Please. we get into the on the field. Like Please. there, there was four of us: Rich Hill being one, and um, you know, and three others. We we rented this place right on Daytona Beach. It was like this sky, like cool. Daytona was like stuck in the '60s. It was a cool place, but it's like these old, these old, you know, sky rise uh, buildings. And we rented this furnished place, and um, you know, and 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 just. You know, roughing it, but we wanted to be on the beach. Like we were like, man, we're on Daytona day Beach. Like we wanted yeah. to be on the beach. Sure. Rich Hill, he brought it. He bought that off that spring training. He bought a Ford Mustang, bright red Ford Mustang convertible yeah, that he got shipped to to Daytona. That we cruised. Dude, we thought we were cool, man. We were playing for the <laughs> Daytona Cubs, driving in a Mustang to the field, and living in a sky rise in Daytona. And, yeah. Uh, Living the good life, thought, baby. Dude, we thought we had, had made it. Um, <laughs> so we were, you know, we again, we had a good team. We had a good team there. Um, but yeah, I had some early success. And next thing you know, I'm, I got called up to, I think, right to AAA. 
Oh, you went from high A to triple A. Yeah. And uh, that, so like you had mentioned in, in, in the, the year before in Lansing that I had some, some starts. And so I, that that's kind of what was happening where like a, a starting pitcher would get hurt. And again, I was still kind of that mop up guy where like, Hey, Hey, Ryan will do it. Or just like, Hey, he'll throw strikes. Just yeah. put Ryan out there. Like, uh, <laughs> just put Ryan out there. And you know, and it just made, I made best of the opportunity and yeah. just go out and give him innings and didn't have to like put up scoreless innings. It was just like, Hey, go give quality innings and keep the, give the, the bullpen, you know, uh, you know, some, some, um, uh, some innings to, yeah. to get the, later in the game and, um, and make best of the, some of those starts that I got. So that was kind of happened in Lansing and that, yeah. and then, so I went to Daytona and I was more of a reliever again. It always, it always happened. I started the bullpen because all your, all your starting pitches are healthy. Then yeah. kind of like, as it, the season goes on, they, they, you know, break down a little bit and then I get a, a spot start. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, gets a handful of starts, and then that you know that second rounder would get healthy again, and then I go back to the bullpen and kind of be that guy again, and that was kind of like my whole career. That was the the role that I was, yeah, that I was in, and and you were willing that, to do that. You didn't feel like disrespected being moved around, and you were just happy to fulfill a role that they wanted you to. Yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent, and and you know, because I kind of did that in, in college, and you know, like I said, I never really was like. Um, I just kind of did whatever, you yeah. know, hit, pitch, you know, bullpen. Cause I, I, I kind of like the bullpen because I felt like an everyday hitter again. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, yeah. You know, it's the starting thing was like, um, you know, you had all the off days. I didn't feel like I was like, you know, um, you know, there was days where you had no chance of playing. Um, right. But then, um, you know, I had that some success there, Daytona. And then next thing you know, I'm going to triple to A to start. Woo. <laughs> and I'm How's like, okay, okay. This is your first time being moved mid-season somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, so, yeah. you know, uh, just the the whole thing that goes behind the scenes, like, you know, I got to go get some bat. We were on the road. I got to, like, this, you know, get home late at night, like, in the morning, get, like, a, a few things and back. You don't know if you're coming back here to Daytona. You don't know right. if you're staying in AAA. You don't know where you're, you're getting relief. You don't know any of this. And, you just pack your bags and catch a flight. And, I, I, you know, I land in Des Moines, Iowa, and I'm pitching for the AAA, you know, Iowa Cubs. Wow. That's uh, crazy, man. And for, for those that don't know, I mean, that's like a, a big jump. Typically, a lot of guys, you know, burn out somewhere in A-ball. And double A, from what I think I understand, is really a, a proving ground of can I – do I have, have the chops to keep going or not? And for you to just skip it and go right to AAA is interesting. Yeah. Like, what that what that feel like for you, man? Those, those are some big boys up there. Yeah, dude, they, they 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 were. I mean, they were grown grown men, man. They were yeah. you know guys that have some big league time that sure. are you know on the team, and the guys that you're facing have some big league time, and you're like, holy smokes. Yeah. Um, but again, just kind of have that mentality of like, dude, I got nothing to lose, and just go go out there. And, I love that, man. Yeah, and, and 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 do my best, and I prepared, and I done everything i could to this point and um i still remember this day i think i pitched four and two thirds and I, I think it was uh i think it was like three to two against the st louis cardinals triple a mm-hmm. um so dude they were thrilled they're like dude you gave us great innings you yeah. got it to the bullpen uh they were thrilled 
And so I'm like, all right, well, you know, well, you know, I didn't again. I didn't know if I was staying, going, doing right, what. Yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> so yeah, that was. I think I ended up going back to to Daytona. Really um, interesting. Just because it was like a spot start. Yeah, maybe, maybe I stayed there for a couple weeks. I, c- I can't remember. Look like you had eight, up, eight, eight games with Iowa, fifteen innings. That that yeah. like you said, that was a whirlwind. I did, and then I ended up in Double A uh, for the you second went, half. I went. I think I went back to A ball. Then I went back to Triple A. Really? And then oh, and man. then I uh, and then um, and then they're like, "Well, you're having success in Triple A, uh, so maybe you don't need to go to A ball." Yeah, so let's I see what Double A looks like. So I ended up going to Double A, finishing up the second half of the season there. With the West Tennessee Diamond Jacks. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. What is the what is that? So you're seeing all types of competition. Like, you know, that's those are big jumps. High A to triple A to double A. Like, yeah, those are like, yeah, quite a jump. What was your double A experience like that? It looks like you had some success there. 3.72, 16 games, 55 innings. It looks like you spent the, the bulk of your time there. Yeah. So, so the whole second half, the first half of the season, it was like that back and forth to Iowa and a ball. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, double A, triple A, uh, Iowa, and, and, and then ended up in, in in West Ten and finished the season. And the double A is is interesting because you got um, all these prospects. I mean, these guys are like yeah. you said; they've crossed that threshold of like, man, these guys got it. These these are the next yeah. major league guys. They haven't yeah. been to major league yet. So you don't have like the Iowa like the guys that are. On the you know they had some big league time, but kind of the reserves. That's what AAA is like. But AA is like the next wave of like here they come and yeah. dude, you got some guys throwing super hard. You guys got some <laughs> hitting some mammoth home runs and um, yeah. some big talent. Right. And um, but again, man, I just go in there and uh, uh, kind of know my role of like, hey, I know I'm not a, a big deal here, but I'm gonna get my innings and I'm gonna yeah. make the best of it. And so this is where. I made Alan Dunn, AD. So he oh, was a man. double A. So oh, this is my again. It goes back to you know that the feeling of the, what the how the what the coaches um, you know they put pressure on you, how they treat you. Like uh, dude, Alan Dunn uh, is the man, and this is where I met him in West Tennessee this year. I, I will say, Ryan, uh, Alan Dunn was my favorite interview that I had of talking to these guys. This guy is absolute. Baseball magic. Uh, you know, he's got the got the, the, the southern twang going. He's, you know, wildly, you know, positive. He had amazing stories. This guy thinks so highly of you, man. He you are one of his favorite people. If you know, I'm just gonna do it now since we're here. Let's let's uh let's let's rip through a couple Alan Dunn um quotes here. He was just amazing, man. So he said he was your pitching coach oh four, oh five, oh six. Uh he has a storied career. Um currently the pitching coach at Arkansas state. And, uh, man, I want to get him on the podcast at some point and just talk to him. Yeah. He was just magic. But, uh, he said, uh, one of my favorite pitchers of all time, one of my favorite people of all time, um, in double a, he was so respected. He didn't tell me he showed me every day. Um, good guys can finish first. Um, all his success in baseball and in life is well earned. Um, he was what we call a pitchability lefty. You know, he worked corners, changed speeds, relied on belief, was never afraid. Um, the motor was slow, meaning the game was never too fast for him. The moment was never too big for him. And internally, he had that fire and he never got out of himself. Um, 
people and teammates gravitated towards him because he was steady Eddie. He had poise and presence and others followed. And you know early on what you were getting from him and that was comforting. And he says, our relationship goes way beyond baseball and that means more to me than him ever making the big leagues. And um, I'm going to save a couple of them for later, but we are close here to the two-hour limit that I can uh, record on this cast here. So are we thinking we're going to be done for the day here? Or do you have any more time? Or Yeah, let's, uh, let, 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 let's end it here. Yeah, um, perfect. It's a good way to wrap it up. It really and was. Then, um, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. So, so, so we've wrapped it up here. We are just finishing your whirlwind year. Uh, we've got a couple more years here when we get to part two and then we'll get to our big league experience. And like, I've got a, a lot of fun stuff playing for us. Oh, this has been absolutely amazing, man. Thank you for spending the time with me, taking us on the journey, listening to all these stories. I hope this has been fun for you. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. When, when I first started thinking about doing this, I can think of a new reason every time, but I really hope that your family, your, your girls, you know, your friends can, this can be their definitive outlook on, on how your career went. You're never going to sit down and talk for hours about your baseball career, right? Yeah. It's like not something that we do. So they're going to always have this and they can yeah, always listen cool. to this. No, I, yeah, buddy. It's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm thankful yeah. for that, that you did it. Cause I, I, like I said, I listened to uh, a couple of them before and it was just, it was cool to hear Dusty Bensko. Cause I, I remember coming back and watching that championship game. Cause I was at, I was, yeah, I was at Lincoln Land, man. So we were, we were winning, come back, watch these guys win. It was, uh, so yeah, it was, it, so it's just, it's cool that you're doing this. I, I appreciate you just taking the time for hey, sure. You're the man. I, I appreciate your time. I'm going to let you go on a, uh, on a, on an Alan Dunn, on an Alan Dunn sound quote. Okay. Okay. And then we'll get off. You ready for it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. guy's amazing obviously so anyway rhino thank you man you're the best we will pick up part two here soon thank you for your time brother appreciate you yeah man thanks blake all right post game spread we're out thanks brother all right man